This is Ron Moss from the heart. I can, as we continue to celebrate uh, this month being Black History Month, I always believe that one has to be able to talk about the good and the bad and the indifferent when you're dealing with our history, when you're dealing with African-American history, uh, when you're dealing with American history. And it, it kind of took me back. And, and what really did it for me, uh, because what I want to really talk about is uh, suicide. Uh, and I want to attach that to a discussion, if I can, about uh, mental illness or, or mental issues. And, and I, I really think the two, unfortunately, or, or work hand in hand with each other. Uh, and, and to be honest with you, uh, for me, uh, the journey is not only personal for me, but personal for my family. Uh, I can remember uh, when my daughter was in the uh, fifth grade, uh, her mommy was cleaning up the, her room and and was tucking the covers uh, under the bed and felt a piece of paper. Uh, she pulled the paper out from under the bed and it was a letter that she had wrote, my daughter had wrote, talking about how she had been bullied uh, in school. And she was so frustrated that she had been thinking about killing herself. And my wife called me on the phone and said, um, hey, uh, I just found this letter uh, that Pooh has written. And wh wh how do you want to deal with this? How, wh how do you want to? I said, well, wait till I get home. And we want to sit down and have a conversation with her. So we got home. I got home from work and uh, called her into the living room. And actually, I just kind of gave her the letter and she started to read it. And she said, oh, yeah, I remember writing this. And she said, you know, during that time I was being bullied uh, in school and I just felt frustrated and felt like I really had no one to to talk to about it. And so my recourse was I thought about killing myself. And she said, but daddy, I thought about what you said too. And you said that if you, when you feel like there's nobody there, when you feel like you're all alone, pray because God will always be there. When you feel like mommy isn't there, daddy isn't there, God is always there. And he has, he will never leave you. And so you're really not alone. And she says, so I started to pray about it and I prayed about it. And I kind of stopped thinking. I start. I, I didn't think about it anymore. And so that was kind of, you know, it, it made me feel good that there was something that I had said that caused her where she turned a trad that could have been a tragedy tragedy into a triumphant event that we were able to find out, you know, after the letter. You know, it could have been, you know, that we were still confused about why she took her life and and so here it is you know there came this this cleaning and we find a letter and finally figure out why she's gone but instead we found the letter and and found out why she didn't do it 
And, and I thought about all of that because I thought about uh, in our community and in, in our African-American community, you know, a lot of uh, topics, a lot of subjects are certain things that we just kind of never talk about. There's kind of things that we just kind of let brush by or, or we don't really try to get serious about it or you know and if you really think about it that's you know i want i want to kind of bring this all into where you know we are sitting in the living room right now you are you're comfortable you're relaxed you're watching tv watching your favorite show you're just unwinding it's been a long day or it could be the weekend you're just in a major mind up or what you're going to do you're going to go hang out go fishing go do something or you might just sit at the house and relax so we we have what I call all of these missed opportunities uh, where I'll just term it as opportunities to save our lives. And, and that's really what we're doing here. I don't know how to sugarcoat that, but but I want to uh, uh, kind of make this where here we miss out on a lot of opportunities to save our lives. And, and on this particular opportunity, I, I'm focusing on mental health or mental issues and suicide. I, I recently kind of did my own research and found out that, you know, the last uh, true data that came out that was around 2015, and it talked about uh, how young people, particularly African-American young people, are killing themselves more now uh, than ever. That they don't really see any other way out but to go out and through reading that it talked about how they had had some discussions with some black pastors and they were convinced even in 2015 that this was a white boy or white man's problem that young black men or young african-americans didn't kill themselves and, and so right there to me was a problem that happens so often in our community is that, that we do a lot of assuming. You know, we assume a lot of stuff. We are kind of not fact-based a lot of time. We're kind of just kind of like, we, you know, we just kind of hopeful. And if we don't hear it, then it means it don't exist, which is really kind of a, a, a wrong way of thinking about it. And 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 so that, that kind of stirred my spirit up a little bit and kind of Push and what really did it? What really did it was, you know, I'm a fan of of Regina King, uh, uh, and and hearing about her twenty uh, something year old son uh, committing suicide for for whatever reason, and then just not too long after that, uh, hearing about a former Miss USA African American sister who jumped out of a New York apartment uh, window and killed herself, you know, kind of made me say, you know, this is something, what, 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 a, what a great time to have a discussion uh, during Black History Month where we can talk about, and I, and I call it history that's happening now. This is a history now. Mental health has been around forever. Uh, mental illness has been around forever. Uh, we can go back and, and, and talk about many people, not just in the acting industry, not just in the music industry, but right in our own community, we can have discussions on people who have killed themselves. And, and I believe that, that part of the reason or part of 
the reason that you get to a point and, and, and to be honest with you, if we're real here for a minute, I mean, that's just kind of, you know, we're in the living room sitting down, right? We're relaxing. We got our feet up and we're just, we're just talking. We're just having conversation. If we're honest, you know, I mean, I, I can remember or I, I can remember times when it crossed my mind. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I can remember when I was young and frustrated and it felt like nobody understood me. Nobody cared. Nobody trying to hear what I had to say or, or maybe I just didn't care. Maybe I just, I, I refused to want to learn. And so I felt like, you know, what if I just killed myself? What if I just got out of here? Now, back then, let me tell you what was going on. Uh, you know, uh, when, when you, when, when preachers would mention that when I was coming up, they would always say that suicide, if you kill yourself, you would go straight to hell, you know? And so that kind of, you know, that, that kind of put the brakes on for me. If, I, if I'm being honest here for a minute, you know, it, it was one of the things that put the brakes on for me. So, so even if that was not factual, it, it, it for me, at least for me, and I, and I just believe this for a lot of other people, it made you think, well, I can't do that because I'm not trying to kill myself and go to hell. Now, that's not really factual. Biblically, that's not. But it was enough that saved me. Let's put it that way. It took my mind off of killing myself. But but I want to get here, I want to dig a little bit deeper here a little bit, because I want to talk about the fact that, you know, I, I thought about uh, uh, one of the things that uh, people who are alcoholics that decide to go to Alcoholic Anonymous or go to get treatment. And I've kind of watched some of this stuff on TV. I know that one of the things that they ask the people to do uh, is, is say their name and acknowledge that they're an alcoholic. You know, for example, my name is Ron Moss and I'm an alcoholic, you know, because for you to to get help or for you to to first first one has to recognize that they have a problem. One has to recognize that they have an issue. One has to recognize that there's an unbalance going on. I, I got that from my good friend Willie Batter today. We had a good conversation today and, and he, he threw some nuggets at me today that I want to share some of the nuggets that he threw at me. And one word was being unbalanced, not being balanced. I, I like that. And, and so and so here we are. If we're real, just, just, just chilling, you know, in our living room, just, just having a frank conversation that, that when we talk about mental issues, I'm going to put it that way. I think I can bring more people into the living room that way. That if we're having mental issues, that one first has to confess that something is going on, right? My name is Ron Moss, and from time to time, I experience mental issues uh, that could possibly have turned into a mental illness, that could have possibly turned into something that could have become detrimental, not just for me, but also the people around me. Because we are, we are at a place in life where we understand that whatever affects me will also affect the people who are around me, the people who come in contact with me, the people that know me will, can be affected and infected with what I'm going through. Can, can we at least you know, come to terms with that? So if truth be told, if, if we're honest, and you know, as we're chilling, if we're honest, I guess we all can raise our hand. I, 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 and say, yes, I've experienced 
some mental issues in my lifetime. I've experienced some mental, some mental illness in my lifetime, but I just never allowed it to manifest. I never allowed it to take control. I never allowed it to take over me. And sometimes that's something that you can't control. You know, there are certain things that will take over you. Now, how, how do you know that, Ron? How, how, how can you use an example? You know, I, I meet a lot of people who have lost a loved one. Husband, wife, child, uncle, cousin. And they'll tell you, and it could be five or ten years that that individual has been gone. And they'll tell you that they hadn't gotten over it yet. And they really can't live they, that they, the way that they need to live because they're still holding on mentally with that loss. Does that make sense? That you can allow something to grab you and, and, and mentally you can't let it go. And it begins to manifest or, or, or you have an un, un, a balance that becomes unbalanced. That, 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 it won't, that it won't tilt back. It won't allow the scales to tip back evenly to get past it. Because most of us are able to, to have some mental issues and then we're able to bounce back and kind of keep moving in that direction. And so, and so I want to, I want to kind of, I want to kind of talk about the fact that if one is able to, to confess, my name is Ron Moss and I have mental issues. And at points and times of my life, they have manifest themselves into mental illness. Somebody in the room should say, Mr. Moss, what are those issues? Because one cannot solve issues. One cannot solve illness unless there's a proper diagnosis. Am I, is it making some sense? Am I, I'm just trying to make some sense. I'm, 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 I'm sitting there with my feet up. I'm, you know, I'm just trying to have this casual conversation here. And I, I just want to make some sense of it. And, and, and a lot of times, one of the things that we don't do is that we don't educate ourselves to understand what's happening to us. Let me tell you what's happened to me as I've gotten older. When I have a certain ache or pain that comes up on me, one of the things that I do is I try to find it in Google. Why is my left ankle swell, swelling up? Uh, what are the possible causes? You know, what's this, what can, what can this mold on my side be? Is it just a regular mold? Can it manifest to something else? I do more research about my body now than I ever have. Something that I should have probably started doing when I was younger. That's why a lot of times we kind of let ourselves, we let ourselves go because we don't focus on ourselves much at all. And so inadvertently, we kind of let ourselves go. And then we don't really think about ourselves until self none got to a situation where you can't control self no more. And then you got to go get self-help. And then that's when you become self-concerning. 
and when you become self-concerning is usually in the fourth quarter with about two minutes to go. And, and so and so a lot of times we, we, we feel like when we are going through something, and, and if you're like most of us, we have grown up historically, African-American history now, historically, we have grown up with this attitude where we were taught that whatever goes on in this house, it stays in this house. Whatever happens here, don't y'all go outside this door and talk about what's going on in this house. So there were situations where someone could have been experiencing some mental issues or mental illness. And right outside those four walls was some help, but you weren't allowed to express yourself to anybody. And so it started to manifest itself. And you started to get worse or you started to let that issue or that illness start to control you. You can't work, you can't eat, you can't sleep, you can't function like most of us do every single day. That's my termination. That's my term. That's my term for mental issues and mental illness. And it can manifest itself to where one could end up on a lifetime of medication. For some, that's the only way that they can make it. A lifetime of seeing a doctor, a lifetime of sitting down with a psychologist and having conversations about this issue until one day you balance yourself back out again. So, so how is it, since we're all here together, how is it that we're able to get to a place in our community where we can be more comfortable? And I'm saying this, I'm, I'm glad I'm having this conversation uh, during Black History Month. How can we get to a place where we're more comfortable talking about mental issues and mental illness that can sometimes manifest itself to suicide. Because I just believe that if you get to a place in life where your only way out is to kill yourself, that's a mental issue. So what is it? What is it that we can do? And let me be very clear here. I am no doctor. You know, uh, I'm just giving what I give you from the heart, what I feel. There are experts out here that can help you. You know, I'm just kind of bringing it to light. You know, we, we don't discuss a lot of stuff in our community. And somebody got to put it out there. And since I have a platform, I don't mind doing it for the sake of all of us. Uh, I'll say it like some people say, I ain't scared to talk about what we need to talk about. So how do we, how do we, how do we get to this place? How do we, how do we start to deal with mental issues, mental illness, and suicide? I believe, and, and I'm taking this from my brother again, thank you, Willie Bear. I'm, I'm, I'm taking it that first and foremost, you got to be able to define what's causing you to have 
this mental issue. So you got to be able to talk about that thing. You got to be able to put that thing in the atmosphere because what you usually find out, find out is, is that you're not alone. <laughs> I feel like Michael Jackson, you know, now, remember that song he had, you're not, you're not alone. That, that there's a lot of folk who have either experienced what you was talking about or are experiencing what you're talking about even now. And, and what I've learned that the more that you can get together with others to solve a problem, your chances are better to solve a problem. But when you out here by yourself, you end up thinking that you're alone and you're by yourself and nobody understands, nobody is there to support me. And when you talk about it, you find out that you're really not going through this all by yourself. So one of the things that we have to do, we have to be able to find out what's going on and not be afraid to share that information because what will happen is you'll end up running into people who have experienced or are experiencing are able to tell you how they got past that situation in that circumstance and didn't allow it to manifest itself where it could have cost them their life. The second thing, the second thing I think that one has to do, the second thing that one has to do is one has to believe that they can get better. See, a lot of times we are our own judge and jury. And unfortunately, a lot of times we place the guilty charge on us that we absorb or we are attracted to the bad that can happen to us and not the optimistic good that's waiting to receive us. That's the best way I can put it. That you've got to change your mindset You've got to take that, get that balance back. And, and one way you can get the balance back is being more positive or having a more positive outlook about your situation, about your mental issues, about your mental illness, where it doesn't manifest itself to suicide or something else. So you got to be your own best cheerleader. See, see, because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's, it's more important to get in the mirror. And, and, and it's all right to have a conversation with yourself. It ain't going to make you crazy. But it's all right to tell yourself that you're great, that you're wonderful, that you're smart, that you got it going on. Because before anybody else can do it, you got to believe it yourself. You got to believe it yourself first. So you, you got you to gotta believe in yourself. And if nobody's told you this, if you are listening to this podcast, let me be the one to tell you, you're special, you're intelligent, you're smart, you're caring, and there's a place for you in this universe. And we need you. 
now more than ever. So we're not going to give up. So I'm asking you not to give up. Just continue to believe in yourself. And then we got to recognize this. I, 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 I would be, I would be remiss if I didn't say this. You got to have something in your life that you can latch on to that gives you a certain amount of peace, that gives you a certain amount of understanding, that gives you a certain amount of, I'm going to make it. And, and, and what I mean by that is, if, you're, if the thing that gets you by is playing solitaire, then you play it as long as you need to play it. If, if what's getting you by is working out, what, whatever it is that's healthy, not, not nothing that's unhealthy, but anything, or, or make it healthy. Make what you would turn into, like, you know, people who are overweight would tend to tell you that it's caused from stress and some other things that make them eat more. Well, turn that into a positive instead of making it, you making it make you eat more, it makes you exercise more. Take that mental issue or that mental illness and turn that thing around and make it where you think more positive and you do more things that give you a positive framework. You know, turn it around. Maybe it's good to take take a walk. Maybe it's good to, to read a book. Maybe it's good to watch something positive. Do the things that you are able to latch on to that bring that certain amount of peace to you that brings everything that would manifest down. I want to close with this. I want to, and that, that, like I said, I'm not an expert at this. There are plenty of things you can look up and find out more better ways. I'm just starting the conversation. Now, let me tell you this. And this is, there's two things I want to finish up here because I think it's important. Think about the last time here recently that we've come together as a family. Uh, Christmas, right? Uh, New Year's, you know, this is one of the, usually come together and have a big dinner. Thanksgiving, usually come together and have a big dinner. Family reunions. I want you to change the narrative moving forward where you use that to have discussions on issues that affect your family and affect the community that you live in. For example, it could be you that are experiencing some mental issues or some mental illness and you don't know what to do. And you've been somewhat ashamed to let people know in your family how you feel. But you've made up your mind that now that you feel like one of the ways for me to get past this, I've got to talk about it. And so you've kind of made an announcement. You, you've actually started this initiative and I'll term it this way, family matters. You know, this, this is one of the family matter moments where you're going to say, okay, folks, uh, uh, we're going to do this before we eat or after we eat. And then I'm going to go into a, a, a 15 to 30 minute conversation about mental health and mental illness. And we're going to talk about this thing. I'm going to, I've done some research. I've got some information. You might want to do some handouts or whatever. But we as a African-American family, 
who has survived so many things. But guess what? We can survive this too. And we got generations of folk that come. We got cousins and nieces and nephews and grandkids that come for those events that we need to be teaching them and showing them. And when they go through something in elementary school, when they go through something in middle school, when they go through something in high school, that they'll now say, wait a minute, my cousin, my aunt, she talked about this. Wait a minute, it's not that bad. We got to have more family matter events where you all, have to step out on faith and have conversations about mental illness, have conversations about mental issues, have conversations about suicide, have conversations about health, have conversations about doctor visits, have conversations about education, have conversations that deal with how we live and how we survive on this planet. And guess what'll happen? You can start something. You know, think about this. Think about how traditional it is that when we come together, food is involved. Amen. Usually when we come together, food is involved. Wouldn't it be something that as our young people come on up because we started this Family Matter event, that next thing you know, they're bringing it up. Well, well, Auntie, I got a subject that I want to talk about. Granny, can I do the next presentation? I got something that I want to talk about. Papa, can I do one on smoking and, and, and tobacco and nicotine? I got something I want to talk about. Now we've started a generation that matters. We've started doing some stuff that I believe we should have been doing centuries ago, or we should have been doing generations ago. We have the power to change our community. We have the skill set and the ability to change our community. We just got to start communicating better. And then finally, finally, if you're spiritual, Make sure that whatever you go through, that you pray about it. Don't get so caught up in believing when you hear people say that the one way I get through everything or the way I was able to get past everything, I just prayed about it. See, we also serve a God that has planted people on this planet to help us. He's got some folk at the doctor office that can help us. He got some folk at the clinics that can help us. He got folks in the restaurants that can feed us. He's got folk everywhere. And so we all have to work together. I always tell folk when they mention a lot of good stuff to do, I say, I take it all the above. Whatever it takes that can make me and make the people around me and make my atmosphere better, I'm all for it. I believe that if we do those things, 
not just my world will get better, but my daughter's world will get better. I told you early on that my daughter said that she remembered what I said and she started to pray about it. I thank God that God gave me enough or gave me enough courage and information that I was able to have that conversation with my child. Not even thinking about what could have happened or what could have been, but we were able to have a conversation that potentially might have saved her life. I still believe that if we do better, it can get better. God bless you. May heaven smile upon you. Oh yeah, peace.